Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. And welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we spotlight the issues impacting our schools with the good Dr. Ralph Kerr at the Teaching and Learning Institute. Ralph, just one week to go till Christmas. I hope you're ready, you friend. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I am ready. <laughs> Here he comes down the <laughs> chimney. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ralph, uh, Pennsylvania's Governor Josh Shapiro is going to sign soon if he hasn't already. A bill that would permit Pennsylvania schools to adopt a four-day work week, shorter work weeks or longer school days, whichever way you want to go. You've been a fan of this. Explain how come. Well, I really have been going back quite a ways. There's been some experimentation with this in different parts of the country. And what we found is there are some really good advantages to doing it. For instance, school buildings would be closed on the fifth day that particularly here in the Northeast could result in some potential energy savings. The staff would be off, obviously, on the fifth day each week, although their work day would be longer. And then on the disadvantages, as I said, you got a longer work day, and that could lead to some productivity decrease on the part of teachers and the staff as well as the students. The community wouldn't have access to the building on that fifth day then for various events that they might want to hold. And finally, the district would have to do a really good job of communicating that it's just not another day off, but that the days have been extended. I will say there's a competing bill in Pennsylvania that I am not supportive of at all. Somebody has proposed that the work week just go from 40 hours to 32 and everybody keep the same pay. I would not support that. I think you've got to make up the time. If you can do it effectively in four days rather than five, I am for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many Pennsylvania schools actually adopt a four-day work week. I mean, it's one thing right. to pass the law. It's another thing to actually go that route. So we'll see right. if any of them take the governor up on this. Um, institutions of higher learning, Ralph, are really as you well know, from a credibility crisis in light of recent remarks about anti-Semitism made by several Ivy League presidents. How can Christian colleges capitalize on this growing angst about indoctrination that's happening at so many schools these days? Well, I think, first of all, you have to realize that according to the Bible, the Jewish people are God's chosen people. Whether we like that or not, that's what the Scripture says. So I think we have to be very careful when we're talking about about anything that would be anti-Semitic. And I would just urge people that have further questions about that. I know you did a great podcast with President Lewis at Houghton mm. University that is available on your website. And yeah. I'm sure that if people dial that up, they would be able to hear more about the advantages for a Christian institution like Houghton University. And you know, Houghton University, a private college there in Western New York, really bucking the trend. This is shocking to me. So many private schools in New York, Ralph, are shutting down. St. Rose in Albany, got a good friend who went there it just announced that this June it will be no more. Madai in Buffalo. I used to play against Madai when I was playing basketball at Houghton. They're no more. Casanova in central New York. It's no more. These schools are shutting down, Ralph. Why is this happening? Well, it's happening mostly because of money. That's the biggest issue, but it, it comes down to less students. But colleges and universities are really afraid to make any adjustment to the student-teacher ratio. When faculty and staff make up at least 
10% of your costs if you continue with the same number of faculty and staff and you have less students, so in other words, you have less income, that's going to be a problem and it's going to be inevitable. And then in some institutions, there are just some questionable financial practices that have gone on. And unless you have a big endowment like Harvard or places like that, you just cannot exist unless you watch your finances very carefully and make the necessary adjustments as time goes by. Gotcha. I love this next story. Hemfield High School in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, not in our listening area, but a good issue. It's offering an officiating course to high school juniors and seniors, how to become a referee for sporting events. Ralph, what's your reaction to this story? I think it's a great idea. I'm just concerned that unless you put them right in front of parents in a gymnasium, I don't think they'll have the real experience, which is really tough. <laughs> yeah, uh, Parents are not the most gracious people when it comes to the referees. So in concept, I think it's a great idea, but I hope that the experience would include some time in the gym in a real life situation because that would be an important factor yeah. for uh, these po- folks making uh, that decision to become a referee. And it's so important. You know, so many uh, districts now can't find refs or officials for right. sporting events. So they've, unfortunately, it's really sad they've had to cancel sporting events or move them around just because there's just not enough referees anymore. That's true. And more of that to come unless somebody finds a way to get more referees into uh, the training and into the games. Gotcha. But finally, you know, it's been a while since we talked about this, but there's a representative in Pennsylvania. We spent a lot of time in the Commonwealth today, but we did. Um, Representative Joe Adams wants to make cursive writing mandatory instruction grade schools. Points out, hey, you look at the Declaration of Independence, you look at the U.S. Constitution, that's written in cursive. Do you support this effort from the representative there in Pennsylvania? Well, I think it's an interesting concept. Certainly, cursive writing is uh, rarely used because of technology. And lots of people say, let's just focus on the technology because that's Mm -hmm. how people communicate today. On the other hand, if you know cursive and you don't use it, you can lose it. I was doing our Christmas cards this week, and what I found was, boy, my writing is getting worse (laughs) and worse. It used to be pretty good. You too. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) So other benefits would be that it does contribute to your flow of thought, helps focus on the content, get your entire brain working, and even can improve some motor control for some students and make you a better speller because you have to think about what you're going to write. So I had read, and correct me if I'm wrong, those who learn cursive also do better in other academic areas as well. Is there any truth to that? There is some research that does show that, yes. Mm -hmm. It does make you a better learner in terms of your test scores. All right, and so Ralph is going to get out some more Christmas cards and start working on his cursive writing. But while he's doing that, if folks want to learn more about what is the Teaching and Learning Institute anyway, why do you exist, Ralph? Where can they find you online? They can find that at simply whyrun.org, whyrun.org. And by the way, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, Ralph. We'll talk to you in 2024. There you go. All right.